3: Hey, hello, and welcome to Off the Beaten Track podcast. Uh, I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode's a special episode. It's part two, episode two, I should say, um, of our Patreon hangout. So today's episode, uh, I'm joined by lots of patrons. If you could, if I could ask you all to pop your mics on uh, on the red thing, because uh, I'm just getting a little bit of feedback. Okay but I'm getting a fantastic view of um, of Steve's uh, crotch and, and thigh, um, which is uh, delightful. Um, but, uh, there we go. Um, so, yeah, welcome all. And uh, as you know, last time, many of you joined last time, and it was lovely to, to have some familiar faces and meet some new ones. Um, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking... Predominantly about question number two, number two that I asked the guests, which is the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Um, so I'm joined uh, today by Cyan um, Ton, uh, Adrian, Pete, and Deb, Sinubi, Kirsten, and Steve. So it's lovely to have you uh, all here. Thanks, first of all, for being patrons of Off the Beaten Track. Um, and well, I guess. I'm re- Do you know what I'm worried about I've been faffing around all day trying to work out how to play music and and talk at the same time uh on zoom, not in general And, uh, and what I'm really kind of concerned about is when I press the play on a track, user going to be it's going to pick up on a recording, but we're going to have to suck it and see right. Okay, songs that have had an emotional impact on you. Right, I am going to start today, um, if I can find it. I've got my my miserable playlist here um, that the the rest of the people that are here can all see as I'm sort of scrolling through. Um, And you'll probably see, if you've listened to the radio shows, you'll probably be very aware of a lot of these songs because... They're my go-to um, somber songs. But the actual one I'm looking for, for some reason, I currently can't... Ah, uh, here we go. Right, I'm going to play this for you. And tell me if you can hear it, first of all. Uh, is it playing? Can you hear that? Yep. Wonderful. Is it too loud? Is it too quiet? Or is it okay? All mm-hmm. All right, we'll have a little bit of this uh, for a little while because um, I want you to hear... The incredible voice of Harriet Wheeler. I can't hear this which is really um. I'm not going to play uh, the whole track, of course. Um, Have have all of you heard that before? Yeah. you never heard that, Steve? No, mate. Oh, it's... uh, Obviously, uh, what the... I should actually say what I've just played. Um, uh, That was Wild Horses, the Rolling Stones uh, classic performed by uh, the Sundays, which was, um, if I remember rightly, it was a B-side of uh, a single from the second... Sunday's album uh, is the B-side of a track called "Goodbye," which is equally as heart-wrenching. Um, but there's something for me uh, about Harriet Wheeler's voice that just rips me in half. I don't know what it is. I think it's as close to perfect. It's not the most powerful voice, but there's just something about it that just cuts through, and that. I had a cassette single of this and uh, showing my age there and i was um and it was and I'd just been dumped by my my first proper girlfriend uh, which I'm sure he's going to sort of feature on lots of people's emotional songs He's that first kind of bit of heartbreak but uh, but um i was uh, i remember leaving a flat in 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 basildon and uh, and getting in my car and I, I'd been dumped. Uh, and this come on and then I don't know why I didn't just think right well, well let's eject that uh and put on some rage against the machine or something like that I didn't I just listened to it on loop crying all the way down the a13 uh pulls in momentarily to uh to rip this like little uh kind of weird little silver ring that she'd given me I launched it out the window in a field full of cars uh and then after that kind of like moment of just I don't I don't need this ring and I don't need you I think I got about another ten meters up the road and cried even more because I thought I really wanted that ring, uh, but uh, I can't hear that song to this day and i um, you know I've processed that that relationship that was only for about six months uh, when I was seventeen uh, I've I've managed to kind of you know, move on, but uh, Steve can you put your mic on on red so it's off for a sec because i'm getting some background noise off of that wonderful uh yeah so uh, i can't hear that and i think that's one of the really lovely things is when you you hear a song and good or bad it takes you back to a certain place certain smells uh and and just just a a a time of, of your life and for me I listen to this song probably three or four times a week. Uh, I I think it's really perfect. I'm not a massive fan of the original. Um, I I quite like it, Uh, but I just think it's rare that you get uh, a cover that you prefer to the original, but I much, much prefer it. I think it's, it's absolutely perfect. And her voice is absolutely amazing. And she's, they're such an enigma. They've just disappeared. Harriet Wheeler decided she wanted to have a family. Uh, the Sundays were essentially, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Harriet and her husband. And and they, they just, they come back in maybe 95 and released the single Summertime and... Oh, there was another single. And a, and a record, which was beautiful. And then they've done nothing since. And they're huge in America, like, kind of... and you can't find out anything there is a uh, as elusive as the identity of cunt and the gang. You can look everywhere, but you will not find who they are. Um, and yeah, and you just can't find out anything about Harriet Wheeler, uh, or the Sundays where they're at, if they're ever going to do anything again. And I quite like that. And I like the fact that all they've left you with is this amazing body of work and this beautiful cover. So yeah, I'm going to kick things off with, uh, with wild ulses by the Sundays. I mean, by all means, turn your mics on there. And what d- does anyone like that? Does anyone dislike that? What, what, what? Are your thoughts? It's the beauty, not it it is a cracker. You it's
1: can't. Her tone and voice is, like you said, it's incredible. It's just. It's very it's just caressing. A, it's like caressing. Like a caressing. Yeah, voice. It is. Absolutely it makes Absolutely. you cry. It's not yeah. caressing to you, to is it? They
4: caressed
3: the tears out. <laughs> 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 I loved her. It's <laughs> broke me out. I've never heard that version of it, but I love the song. Have you never heard it? I, I don't know how. I've never heard that version. No, Susan I've got Boy.
4: Susan Boyle didn't do a version.
3: What was that, Adrian? Sorry.
0: No, see, I've got both their albums, but I had not heard that. I've got the B and B side, maybe, but it's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, so I was, yeah. yeah. I was listening to when it was a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, a potter in the kitchen by myself and cry came on. And I was just like, oh. you, you just stop, don't you? When you hear a voice, you just kind of stop and just. Have to soak it in.
3: Cry was the other single from that last album. It was summertime. Yeah, I cry think it
0: was. Too. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought
3: you said, yeah. yeah, there's some there's some nice performances of them on like Top of the Pops, which and 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 she sing. I think this, they even do TFI Friday and uh, and and they. I think they play that cry on, on there and summertime on on Top of the Pops, and it's like. It's wonderful. And you get them early performances of, like, here's where the story ends and things like that. You just come, like, some shoddy footage of them playing it at, like, some university gig, and it's, like... you ever seen life. a live
1: stream?
3: I haven't. Have you? I, I
1: don't know. I, I don't think I have.
3: No, I, I, I never... I don't think they toured with, like, that last album. I can't think what album's called, the third album. I don't think they toured with it. Um, and I think they're pretty much... I think when the sort of early stuff come out, I don't know. I never, I never ever saw the Sundays advertised playing live because I would have hundred percent gone. I don't uh, think they did
1: festivals even. I don't ever recall seeing them at festivals. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't think. Like, I, I think she was famously like quite uncomfortable with the whole kind of you know pop thing and, and being a a face. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, who's got a song they wanna they wanna talk about and I'll pull it up. I've got one. What you got, Deb?
5: that's okay it's a bit I was, it's soppy as shit but it's the day I realized I should be with him um I was
4: Uh-oh.
2: no <laughs> it, do you
5: know what there's oh, a
2: big <laughs> piss take come no
5: there's <laughs> no it really wasn't it was um it's not the best song but it, like you said it's when you hear it you just completely transported back to that moment and I was very unhappy with somebody else and um it had been a long night of us getting a little bit messy, all of us together, and I was laying on the sofa in this house, and um m t v two the days of m t v two was just been playing been playing all night, and a song came on, and I've never heard it before, and it was called "Little Star" by Stina Nordenston.
3: I don't think I know that
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I found song she hasn't heard. Yeah. <laughs> You probably haven't heard it because it's not great, but it's it's really sweet. It's a really sweet song. She's like a Scandinavian or something. Steena, I
0: think, isn't it? Steena, St- yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: S-T-I. 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 yeah. Sti. in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had one of her songs on my playlist recently.
5: Have you? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not I familiar speak. with anything else she's done.
0: It might be like, this know, song. To be fair, it might be this song. I think I'm, I can't with You know, like your Spotify recommended It's, like um, it's really it?
5: like it's really lightweight as it starts, but it builds up to a real like full chorus at the end, which is just beautiful and sends goosebumps
1: all over me. So, but you yeah, it was just that it?
5: moment where I was like, I don't need to be miserable. I got someone who can make me happy.
3: This right is nineteen ninety-four as well, Stu. I how uh, did we miss someone? <laughs> I, 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 I may well know it, but see, even if I play it. You can hear it, which I can I can. Definitely... But you
5: can't. Oh, it I was can't on the uh, it. Romeo You're not
3: going on your phone it, at right? the same time. Right. Like, um, yeah, I... yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I do
4: know it. Yeah, I do know Yeah. It's just... It's, it's really, really cute.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> can you imagine laying on a sofa, on a bit of a down, <laughs> realising that your whole life at the moment is <laughs> a bit shit, but it could be a lot better? Yeah. That's what it did.
3: Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Oh, I also like the fact that you've chosen, like most people do when they come on the podcast, they do choose you know, for an emotional moment something quiet, jarring or somber. Or, or, or you know.
5: right, okay. No, this was a this was a good time. <laughs> and,
3: and I and I often say that as well. It's like you know, it can be you know, joy. It can be happiness. It can be something you know, emotions, emotion.
5: Well, the other one, the other song, I can't. <clears throat> um was when i found out i was pregnant for the first time with our eldest so what was that uh i think it was i say think because i've got i don't know if i've got my memories mixed up but i think it was save a little prayer and i tried to sing it like the aretha version and uh yeah i tried to sing along to it in the car and my voice kept cracking because i was so like happy and excited i was having a baby finally and um yeah, just got a bit emotional about the whole thing, and I'll never hear that now without thinking of that moment in that car, exactly where I was driving, exactly the road I was on, and yeah, just thinking, oh my god, I'm going to be a
6: mum. So
3: oh, yeah, that
5: oh, was man. quite exciting. So yeah, it, that was exciting.
3: Was Pete in the car? Did he have to listen to your impression of a reef. <laughs> That's quite an ambitious vocal, Deb.
5: No, 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 he wasn't there. I was actually on the way to our music studios. I was going driving up there to let people in, and um. Yeah, that was that. I was just driving up there, just a little world away, going, "Oh my god!" Oh, lovely, yeah. lovely. So, those are my two good things.
3: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Those are nice, positive ones. Um, right, has anyone else got something really fucking miserable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that one. What you got, sorry? Si?
5: I can do miserable <laughs> as well. If you want,
3: <laughs> mine.
1: It's one. It's not one of my earliest like memories. It's one. It must have been about 10 years ago. Mm. And it's sad. A lot of people say it makes them really sad. But mine's for a different reason. And it's Drive by the Cars. Oh, oh I love God. that song. Uh, and it, I think for like our generation, Stu, it reminds us of Live Aid and that horrendous... That was awful, was the footage yeah. they showed with it. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. But when I, went my, when I went to get my dog put down... <laughs> Oh. it was the last song that was in the car that she uh, fucking hell who's going to drive your own yeah and then
4: when you did drive her when she drove I her own work, back, I, she was farting she, she farted in the car when she was dead
1: yeah yeah, it, yeah that destroys God, me miles. more now I don't really care about the African kids anymore I just think about <laughs> my dead dog when I hear that Yeah,
5: that was one of my dad's favourites so that reminds me of him oh,
3: is This quite is quite Oh, yeah, of uh, course it's on my playlist. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> cheer us all up. Um, it's um, I mean it's a, it's as close to perfect as it gets. This song,
1: yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other stuff was, mis- like
3: that. Well, one of the um, one one of the things uh, quite interesting about well. uh. That track is, it's not, is it Rick, a cassette, Rick, I can't think what his name is. Rick, who is a singer in the cars, doesn't sing Drive. I think it's, it's... The, the bass player sings Drive.
5: Yeah, it was a and, different uh, singer,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that song, it's just ridiculous. And And I think I'm right in saying that it's about mental health, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh,
5: really?
3: Yeah. I didn't know that? Oh, if you listen to it now nah, with that mm. in your head, it makes total sense. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, and, and you're right. It is for for most people of a generation that can recall Live Aid, that was the moment where they put up the montage and and that got played. And I, was, I when I done when Pip interviewed me. For an episode of the podcast, I chose this um, because it was the first time I realised that music could move people. Because I remember sitting there, and the visuals were obviously what was doing it, coupled with this piece of music. But I remember sitting there, and my aunts and like, my mum, and my aunt, like bawling their eyes out <laughs> watching Live Aid, and uh, and and thinking, "Oh wow!" And, but and I think it was just. Realising that them images are stark and as awful as they were, when you bolt something as evocative as Drive next to it, it just takes it somewhere else. And I think, as I've spoke about many times, like I think there's something amazing because uh, you know that was at the time when we were starting to see the evolution of MTV and the power of the music video. And oh my God, how many how many times you know? I've banged on about the fact that after a couple of glasses of red wine, I just like to watch live gigs and performances that I know are going to make me cry. And, Didn't know
1: uh, that. They're the best ones. <laughs>
3: <laughs> my favourite thing to do, is, you know, <laughs> drinking red wine on my own, <laughs> <laughs> crying, watching people <laughs> performing songs. I'm a real fun guy.
4: <laughs> or singing at football matches.
3: Oh, don't mate. Don't get sunshine on leaf, mate. That does me. Oh
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I pull my eyes out watching Johnny Logan singing Hold Me Now, uh to a to a, literally about 30 fans uh doing this uh, an Irish football grand. They've they've took on um the Johnny Logan Eurovision uh classic, Hold Me Now, uh, and they may bring him out, and he's so chicken in a basket, He's gold. And, uh, and and he comes out in his in his kind of whistle uh, and just has got this like mic and he just starts belting it out, and there's just all of these fully grown big old footy lads all just standing in this very kind of beaten-up small terrace, like just screaming it with tears rolling down their eyes. It's wonderful. And it was, I think Colin Murray come on hardcore listing and he done top five, I can't think what it was, top five football. Or crowd singing something, or football songs, and he introduced me to that, uh, as, as as well as the um, the Hibs fans singing "Sunshine and Leaf," which is off the fucking scale powerful. But uh, but it, you know, in its in itself, "Sunshine on Leaf" is is something special. And if you there's a performance of them doing that, uh, which is on my little playlist of things when I'm uh, just when to drinks and booze and bore me eyes out uh there's an amazing version of them doing that at tea in the park about eight nine years ago and uh and you realize uh, has any of you ever watched that um uh proclaimers documentary that matt lucas um put together
7: have
3: you seen that curse yeah yeah how fucking good is that?
7: It's great, it's great, and I'm actually going to see on Saturday. Oh, totally wow. oh wow! I love a two-part harmony. I love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> where where were the, where are you seeing them?
7: Newcastle. So I'm I'm literally going up on Friday. They're performing on Saturday, and then I'm coming back down on Sunday. Yeah, I'm so excited. wow.
3: That's so Cool hometown gig as well for you.
7: Well, yeah. am well, I was born in Edinburgh, actually, so their hometown but it, right. is, it is kind of my
3: hometown. So oh, you're ticking a lot of boxes there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> also, while while we're talking about gigs, Kirst, you saw Lemonheads on Friday, didn't you? Perform I "Shame did. About Ray." I did. I'm
7: sorry sure you weren't there. It was great. It was great. Hon- like, I can't lie, honestly, you did miss a good one. Like it was, it was wicked, man. It was so good. Like everyone was singing along. Everyone was so happy. Yeah, it was lush. I had
1: to... been really, really sexy still.
7: He's still very sexy. I thought we might talk a little bit more in between songs, but he was quite quiet. Um, but I mean he just oozed, oozed, oozed coolness all over. Like it was ridiculous.
3: Yeah, he's a dude he's heaven.
7: Yeah.
3: I, I was really I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop right, but like I had a ticket and I was gonna go with um my friend Nick from the Math and Manalice podcast and my mate Jim. And uh, and I had to DJ the toothbrush, my DJ was off. So I couldn't get cover, so I had to DJ. Uh, so uh, uh, my mate Jim got rid of the ticket, uh, which I was very sad about. But what made me really sad is I don't know if you've listened to the episode with Doc Brand, uh, who chose loads of hip-hop and, and and wasn't particularly heavy on the guitar music, but he did mention the, the Lemonheads for his favourite band. And about... Three o'clock that afternoon, I got a message out of the blue. And, and Doc Brand's not my friend, I should point that out. Like, you know, he's been on hard qualities and he's been off the bit of track and we got on nicely. And he's he did come and DJ for Pip and I once. But at the blue, I just got a message from Doc Brand just saying, Please tell me you're going to the Lemonheads tonight. Do you want to meet up for drinks first? And we can what? hang out. I was thinking, Oh fucking hell. He's <laughs> Like I get to see the lemon. He's in Star Wars. Like did you see his post, which was genius? It's a picture of him at Christmas when he was about five, dressed up as Darth Vader, saying then. And he is uh, now, and he's even done up in all his Star Wars clobber. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, not only did I not get to go and watch the lemonades, I didn't go and get to uh, have a beer with Doc yeah, Brown. Doc Brown. Uh, yeah, can't have Should it
5: have all. Just, cl- just close the club next time. Like, seriously. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, <laughs> Right, um... Who's got a song I want to talk about?
7: I don't mind. Oh, no, you go. No, no,
3: you go. go. I've got a a couple
6: of songs that are emotional in the fact of the events that were happening at the time, but in themselves aren't really, wouldn't really be classed as something that you would consider like emotional, especially one of them is. a song called my sea lab crashed and did this by shut up and dance do you remember right. shut up and dance Jerry? Of course.
3: yeah but
6: yeah it's it's just a total it's just an electronic track basically and it's no it's not i wouldn't consider it or you you wouldn't consider it an emotional song but obviously it reminds me of you know I used to go help my dad work in London and all that sort of stuff, and obviously he's not with us anymore. So when that
3: comes on, it just crucifies me. It's uh, it's weird, isn't it? How like, it, and again, it goes back to what I said about the Sundays. It is just circumstance and time and memories and nostalgia and smells and places that overpowers the actual, you know, chord progressions and structure of the song. Which you know, you listen to something like Drive and you think, right, well, that's so melancholy in its sound, whereas Shut Up and Dance is shirt off, get the glow sticks and, and have it. And like, yeah, exactly. but it's, you know, the, the things that these songs become synonymous in your head to is he's, he's, he's what makes music so beautiful, I think.
6: Oh, totally. And I'm not one to,
3: if I'm feeling miserable,
6: I can't listen to miserable music because it will oh, just, really? yeah, it will just keep me, I'm, I'm an overthinker anyway. So I need to, kind of extract myself from the situation by listening to something as unemotional as I possibly can. Something yeah. particularly angry or shouty or something.
3: Yeah. You love a bit of hardcore in that, don't you?
6: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, Gorilla Biscuits or Minor Threat or anything like that. Just something to to bring me out of it, because otherwise I'll just sit and wallow, and that's never a good thing for anyone, really, I don't think.
3: yeah. Um, I mean, I should say for 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 the rest of people that I've known Steve, I've known you what, twenty five years.
6: I've been going. I was going to the Bullseye when I was eighteen, and I'm forty six now.
3: Yeah. So it's quite worrying that yeah, I'm still significantly older than you. Let's wrap that bit of conversation up. (laughs) (laughs) Much older than me, Steve. (laughs) Um, What was that? Um, I was going to say there was another thing that I wanted to say oh you're talking about Hardcore I've got Keith from um, uh, Black Flag on the podcast soon wow Uh, because he's got what's his other band called Um, because he was in Circle Jerks as well wasn't he
6: he was yeah and then Um,
3: he's got this new um, kind of project with other kind of legends but yeah um, I'm just expecting a date back on that soon so that should be A pretty interesting chat that. Because if I'm right, he fronted it before Rollins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, That should be a that should be an interesting one. Um, Kirst, what you got?
7: Um, okay, so I am going with the concept of the first song that I had an emotional connection with and things. I do just want to have a, like a quick caveat to say that Puff the Magic Dragon would have been a choice. <laughs> but Too many people have picked it now. Ian Winwood mentioned it the other day, and I know Maxine Peake and everything. But yeah, definitely that's like one of the saddest songs ever. Um, but mine is called um, Morning Town Rides by The Seekers. <laughs> and it's... Um, sort of a bit of a lullaby-ish type song and basically the memory that I have with it is that so my granddad still lived in Edinburgh when we moved to Newcastle and um, he would it was always really exciting when he would come down and um, like he would then get to put me to bed at night and stuff like that and he would basically always sing this song and so my memory of it is just I guess like or the emotion would just be like love basically like i just i love that man so much and so whenever i hear this song now it just probably kills me but it's a really sweet little lullaby song can you,
3: you, might, you
7: might recognize it
3: can you hear it yeah oh I mean, it's so cheap
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your borough purchase at borough.com slash acast and up to twenty-five percent off outdoor. That's up to twenty-five percent off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash
3: acast.
0: rolling
4: riding. Oh, oh, did
3: um did any anyone else uh, caught the Ian Winwood episode? Yeah, no. Um, I'm
1: not
4: three not quarters
3: not. the way through it. He's uh he's wonderful. He he's he's some character. He really is. And and I would um very much recommend his um his book Bodies. Um, yeah he's uh, there's some really interesting interviews in there really interesting interviews with remaining members of lost profits uh which is a a, a, a pretty fascinating read um but yeah he's an a, a, an incredible journalist and uh yeah he's uh, he he was just so much fun. a few people recommended him uh, he'd been on um the proper mental podcast and, um, and my mate was like you should definitely get Ian Winwood on and, uh, so I reached out to him and I was so glad I did. He was so much fun. He was such a, uh, a character. And, uh, yeah. Um, if you get a chance, definitely, um, check that one out. Um, has anybody else got kind of like memories? Cause what you said there, like your, your sort of singing to you, like has anybody else got kind of memories of that or singing to their kids? Like I, I, for years I would, uh, I, I would sing golden slumbers to my kids uh, really badly uh, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, to, to, and and uh, and would also sing this um uh, this beautiful oh, do you know what I'm gonna play it uh, have any of you heard um, it, it's a really interesting song about um, parenthood and uh, and and dealing with uh, parenthood and have any of you heard still Fighting It by Ben Folds?
1: Oh yeah.
3: Oh boy oh boy. I wish I could hear this, but uh I'll play it for you. Good morning, son. <laughs> It's all that right, isn't it? Yeah.
4: Nice. I think Ben I'll Fox ben has
3: such a lovely voice. Um, and he's the boss of some good covers as well. He's done some absolutely uh, stonking covers. Um, but, yeah, that song, like, I think them kind of songs around sort of parenting a light. Like, I remember that hearing that, and there's, there's a track by Billy Bragg called Brickbat. Oh, uh, and like, there's a line in there where he said, uh, "I used to want to plant bombs at the last night at the proms, but now you'll find me with the baby with the big shell at the bath time, listening for the sound of the sea." And like, and I just thought Aww. the it fact that the
1: picture in your head,
3: yeah, like, if, if doing bath time with the kids, listening on your big shell for the sea. <laughs> Where uh, he still wants to plant bombs at the last night (laughs) of (laughs) prom. All right. Who else has got a track?
0: Mine's a bit. My first emotional song that I remember is um, Ants Invasion by Adam and the Ants. And it's a bit of a weird one because it's fear that I used to listen to that and it used to freak me out. (laughs)
4: That's
0: brilliant. I used to sit and the headphones on under the bed covers listening to it and really scaring myself. And I don't know why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that guitar? It's like that. That guitar. That's just freaky. Right, you're
5: going to have to play that. I don't You'll know. you have to, to, to play it. because What
0: done. track was it? Uh, ants Invasion he's going to shit himself now. <laughs> no, no, don't. I mean, it does tell you about it. <laughs> He'll have his fingers in his ears. Not listening. Walking back and forth. The guitar. And in <laughs> fact, he gets, he gets more panicked as the song goes on. He's like... Can you speak to
7: Brian, please? Oh, it's just, quite
0: scary uh, sounding. But I used to think it was like I was in the back of a cave and all these ants were coming from <laughs> <through.
7: laughs> oh.
0: But, you know, it was like, I think it was the first, oh, one of the first homes oh, I got there. Wow.
3: It is beating, alive, You're in a safe space, Adrian. I actually, um, I got to see Adamant uh, about three weeks ago. I don't know if I did. Had I seen Adamant by the time we done the last show? No. I, I don't,
7: don't think so. I don't think so.
3: Yeah. yeah, I got to see him for the first time um, about yeah about three weeks ago. I went to it was um, company the Gangs' fiftieth uh, birthday, and uh, so we went to this eighties festival, and uh, and we got to see Adamant. Uh, Adamant Adam was headlining. Uh, he was so good, like he looked incredible as well. He was the proper dandy highwayman. He just come out and bossed it uh the band were incredible um yeah absolutely and and it just it was like it was really weird like throughout the afternoon it was kind of like it got better and better and better it, you know the, the day kicks off with ottawa and sonia it's got to go somewhere <laughs> 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 You miss heaven? <laughs> oh, we timed it so well oh, like it just started to the weather was just getting a bit cloudy so i was like should we go back to the tent? I want to get me jacket. And they were moaning that that I wanted to get a jacket. Uh, but then literally the minute we got out of the site, we just heard like, search for the hero. And it was like, <laughs>
4: yes,
3: we've avoided Heather Small. And like literally, by the time we got our stuff and got back in, it was just like, uh, whatever it was, uh, what have you done today? And it was like, thank you very much.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pathetic that we was actually high fiving each other. That we was ever small. But, um,
7: I saw Prince's video as well of um, Sonia singing the national anthem. As well, like that it was just <laughs> so. it
3: was so surreal. We it got to a point where um, that they went right. We're going to now ha- uh, honor a minute's silence for the passing of, of the Queen. I'm standing there with Cunt from Cunt and gang. So I was like, come, mate, let's go have a walk.
4: <laughs>
3: Lead him away from the crowd. Because,
4: uh, that's uh, what I'd be doing with Simon as well.
3: i was, I was <laughs> just, just thinking... leading
4: Simon away.
3: <laughs> I'm keeping and the mouth shut now. As we stood over the back of the field, the, the, the minute silence, you know, concluded and they went, okay, I'm, um, There's now going to be, uh, I imagine for many of you, it's the first time you're going to hear the new national anthem, uh, God Save Our King. Um, To introduce (laughs) you to that, please welcome on stage, Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) And now when you just think, this is insane. (laughs) I'm watching, like, the Queen's died, and there is a fitting tribute on stage delivered by Sonia it was surreal. Like a weird uh,
4: dream, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. End <laughs> of days. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful! It's like something from Alan Partridge.
6: It, it really <laughs> was. It so it was. Really the with Sonia must,
1: any- not, think must not. I repeat, must not.
5: Does she look any different? Or does she still? Is she still kind of like this silly, giggly,
3: bubbly little?
1: Do like, I love
4: that do you, like
3: do you know what she she come on and she done um, You Never Stop Me From Loving You which I think is a really good pop song I'm <laughs> going to be honest uh, I do think lots of Stokane and Walkman songs are really good pop songs and yeah. I'd like to hear an album produced by Ronson like
4: I'm, oh.
3: I'm going to go Winehouse era Ronson like doing all of those um, Stock and Waterman songs that they're kind of four four, like all done as like Northern Soul songs because I think it'd work. Harder I Try by Brother Beyond. When you hear that, yeah. it's a pure yeah. Northern Soul song, and I just like to hear it kind of done, not kind of with the sort of the sounds that of the time, the drum machines and the Stock Hagen and Waterman production sound. I'd like to hear it done um, as a, as a band. Has anybody else? Uh, I know you have cursed, but has anybody else heard Bruce Springsteen's new single, the cover of Frank Wilson's Do I Love yeah. You? Yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. That one of the most expensive records ever or something as
3: well. It's the most expensive seven-inch single, the original pressing, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: But, uh, it's you also, like his cover of it? I, I think that song is as close to perfect as it gets. Shall I, shall I sling it on? Um But, yeah, I absolutely uh, think the boss has has nailed it. Um, There's a really good interview with him uh, talking about it, uh, about how he kind of put these songs together over lockdown and and he just wanted to kind of uh, take on some songs that he was really, really obsessed with and he loves soul and gospel. So he was like, this is it. But, yeah, the strings and the gospel.
1: I sat up Friday night and watched his documentary
3: can oh, mm-hmm. you hear that, that. yes yeah. There's lots of heads nodding there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, anybody not like it?
7: It's okay. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not as good as the original. Of course. You've got to get that straight. But it is a good, like, version of it. Yeah. Yeah. it might be a real dickhead and ask you to the original. Uh, yeah. Frankly. Go
3: on. Yeah. I oh, want you to play the original.
7: Play yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it> the original.
3: Oh, <laughs> Oh, it's a beautiful, oh, it's beautiful song, isn't it?
7: Oh, you did say that. Sorry, Yes. Frankie Wilson's a G man. He's oh, it's vocal
1: on it. It's just
4: even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.
3: I've heard that man. we will uh, we will definitely have to do a uh, an episode of this podcast where um we 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 go in on on um motan and and, and mm-hmm. Northern. i, I, I yes. think the uh the and Stacks atlantic like the, the for me you know we talk about stock Haken and Waterman, uh who i do think you know what were Nowhere near the level of, but a similar kind of factory as Motan, Just putting out absolutely hook-ridden, perfect pop songs. uh Yeah, and oh, Do I Love You Indeed, I do. He's definitely up there as as one of the greats. Um, Sinubi you got a song? Yeah. um I can never remember who it's by, but Where Do You
1: Go To, My Lovely?
4: Uh, oh,
1: um, it breaks he, me. He, he, no, it's
7: not.
3: Peter, uh, uh, Peter Seif, uh, what's his it's name? Yeah. No.
7: No.
3: Mustache Man. Moustache yeah, it's man. um, yes. it's it's actually on that playlist as well. Uh, yeah, that that's one of them songs like that just screams my childhood, like my early kind of childhood. That. Uh, I've got no story attached
1: to it, but it just the lyrics oh, yeah. and the, did, just yeah. the sound of it. It's Austin. just off. Oh.
3: look at that, Tash! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Incredible. Oh, what a <laughs> You hear me <her>, say?
4: So. <laughs> you talk like
0: Marlene Dietrich and you dance like Zizi jean your clothes are all made by Balmain and there's diamonds and pearls in your hair yes there are
3: that's a beauty so
0: where's Peter from?
3: er Leicester
4: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously.
0: I saw someone do a karaoke
1: version of that in a local cabaret bar and this big fat drunk guy got up on stage and everyone was like oh no here we go and he did it he did it with the accent and everything wow. he oh, absolutely smashed it really
2: You've <laughs> nice sorry you've got a local cabaret bar yeah <laughs> very posh. it's the London hotel in Southampton <laughs>
3: Okay. Right, has anybody else got a song they want to talk about?
4: Can I go back to the boss, You Of
3: course quickly. you can.
4: Um, I'm on Fire is probably the song that first made me feel lusty. And then watching the video made me feel lusty about the boss. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and then I got full on into the boss and then it got a bit weird and I've just... Thought I was married to him, and Simon was very understanding. I didn't go far, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, Um, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on fire. Just I don't
1: know. It is sexy. Very
4: yeah, and it made me feel.
1: It's the tempo. Yeah,
4: just like a bit hot under the collar. I'm oh. going red even thinking
1: about
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it you can see that picture of the boss on my Spotify next to yeah, look at
4: that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 seventy-three this, years of this, age. It's more, it's more of a younger boss. I think he's starting to look a bit, a bit like Robert De Niro now, and I love Robert De Niro, but he's starting to look a bit Bobby D for me. But a younger boss, yeah,
3: oh. a younger yeah. boss. Just yeah, if you watch that that video to. Um, Born to Run, which yeah. is with all the kind of mashups of all the live shows, he's the coolest man on the planet at he's that point.
1: Freaking, he's yeah. the boss, dude.
4: He is. He's
3: the boss. He's the boss. Uh, uh, oh, the video when he when he
4: slides out from under
3: the. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's also a little bit uncomfortable.
1: This literally.
4: I'm literally full on like I'm on fire, literally.
7: <laughs>
3: Can't see my hands either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's an absolute. It. Don't spoil this one, boy. Don't spoil this <laughs> one. Oh, dear. I was such a fan of my, one of the other songs that really reminds me of being Ramon and granddad's and listening to Radio 2 as a kid. He's Gary Puckett, Young Girl and oh yeah it's yeah. such an amazing record but lyrically it's all sorts <laughs> of wrong yeah, it's wrong where it's the young woman and i was
4: a man and i always say that's weird
1: oh it's a cracking song it's um you love it oh uh, it's a song and it basically you so, take this woman takes the the guy off it's a really famous song guy off onto the beach and he comes back and takes him off as a boy and comes back as a man
2: oh yeah. yeah summer of yeah. 60 yeah. whatever summer I can't yeah it's a bizarre I mean, song isn't it
1: it's a cracking song summer it's no it's no use like,
0: no. I'm not going to get it I might get it later it like, when um, Born in the USA album came out when I was a kid
1: I thought what was in his back pocket was a whoopee
4: cushion <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've just, I've just had, I've just seen it on Stu's Spotify, and it's, I've just had flashbacks
3: <laughs> That would have been way cooler. See you after
1: cool.
3: <laughs> like, I love this guy. It's like Dennis the
1: Menace.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, the boss is up to hijinks again.
7: <laughs>
3: oh, that's wonderful. Um. Has anyone else got a song?
7: It's got
3: oh, one. Can I squeeze one in? Of course you can. Um,
2: uh, Goldie, Inner City Life. <laughs> Ooh. What cool. uh, a just because it was... Um, oh, my God,
5: It's yeah. difficult
2: with, like, emotions, but when when I first heard that song, it starts like... It's got a beautiful sort of synth sound at the start, but all the vocals are kind oh of like... God. It's like a jazzy sort of arrangement, isn't it? Mm. The, you know, and it yeah, doesn't... Yeah, the chord yeah. progression's odd. But um, that, plus... Uh, those drums, I just it just blew me away because I've never heard anything like that.
5: It was so different, and it was a,
2: it? yeah, there was breakbeat stuff about, but that's kind of like got a kind of it's so confident. It's got like a marchy sort of beat, and it all stops and starts. Amazing, It's, it's so tight,
1: isn't it? It's, yeah, it's right. absolutely
2: incredible. It's so and you know, for I'm think he put the, some drum loops through an even tied harmonizer, which is the thing that jacks it all up. Didn't why
1: did he not have the guy who sometimes
2: plays drums for? Um Radiohead. And for Ronnie Oh, uh, right. Okay. What, you mean, because th- recently it was the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham and they had Beverly Knight sang it. Oh, my um, God. Her, her voice it's really is, up. yeah.
5: Absolutely. You should look that up. Hitting those really notes cool. without
2: any effort. And it's, uh, you know, if you want hairs to stand up on your arm, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> incredible job. But that song is absolutely beautiful. Goldie is just a bit of a... He's a phenomenon, really, dude. But um, <laughs> He's so I just, indeed. yeah, just to reach a point of writing, re- write something as mature as that, and it's just a, it's a classic, you know. Yeah. Beautiful bit of music.
3: It's, it's a great record, and and you know when you look at what was going on in, in drum and bass and stuff, and and, and what was happening in, in dance music in general at that time, that was so progressive. That track. There was a
2: lot of rubbish, weren't there? Because mm. it ended up, you know. This, there's all sorts of you know out of a Sesame Street breakbeat thing and yeah, you know, yeah. There's a lot of stuff knocking about and that was like 1994 and that everyone's just had to up their game completely. You know. Yeah.
3: But, it, yeah. It's weird. Like um, I had um Nick Hawkes on the podcast and Nick Hawkes um was in um oh what were they called? Uh, they done the banter. What was uh, the the? Oh uh, uh, right. What well, like a Mule was it? like a Mule. Yeah. <laughs> and so Nick was in them and and. And Obviously, you've, you've got to think when that come out because Nick also set up XL. Um, right, yeah. and uh, and and he's obviously no longer got it, but um, he manages uh, Liam Howell in that. And um, but when you look at like what XL were putting out things like on a ragged tip, bouncer, mm. mm. out of space, like by right. the prodigy, they were essentially to a lot of people at that point. Kind of great records, but a little bit novelty because of your Sesame Street, and, yeah, yeah, you know, and your trip to Trump and the fact that everyone was getting every kind of kids like yeah. TV show looping it and putting a, a hardcore beat behind it, uh, and, and and smashing it out there. And it's, I think, you then see in time the reasons why we still talk about the prodigy, why we still talk about Goldie, why we still talk about Massive Attack, that yeah. you know, the, these artists like had vision and like depth and, and it weren't going for that quick buck. It was like, look, we, we were we, great rocked. musicians,
2: weren't they? Yeah. 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 And it all does feel quite like, and it's a, like, a pun, but it all feels quite timeless. All of that stuff around that time, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's harking back and they were fine. Oh, I didn't know there it was a bit of like um, care and attention to what they were doing, which mm, sort of yeah. disappears. You get fed up of people doing <laughs> that. And then it goes like very sort of instant and punky again. But um, yeah, at that time, yeah, just it's just a, like a little bit of a golden era we'll look back on, I reckon.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd give anything to to just sit in for a, a couple of hours and just watch Liam Howlett in a studio. I, I'd I'd love to see how he puts records together and how, he's, how his mind works, because, you know, <clears throat> I've, I've, not that they've put out loads of new music over recent times, but I do think that fella is, you know, and I, and I use the term... Rarely, like I do think he's a genius, yes. and the fact that he's from where we're from makes me happy as well. But uh, you know, ju- just as as a as a fan of electronic music, as a fan of, you yeah. know, a, a, you know, growing up listening to to like like you, Pete, like Nitzer Ebb and, and and Front 242 two, and all of these bands, yeah, yeah. and and kind of like everyone else, kind of sort of buying out of space and thinking it was a bit of a joke record, and then fast forward, you know, a couple of years. And all of a sudden, all that stuff that I was listening to, that industrial stuff, you start hearing tracks like Poison,
2: yeah, yeah. Their
3: Law, and you think, "Holy shit, this guy really is doing something!" You know that, that's, I, I guess, kind of putting his stamp on it on a generation. You know, they were leading the way. I know we had Chemical Brothers, All But All, and Underworld, and such, and they were all making great records. But for me, fusing that love of hip hop and making them beats. You know, for Steve. You know, coming. Steve obviously been at the, the toothbrushes as pretty much as long as I've been there, and you know, seeing, and to this day, you know, you drop poison, you drop, uh, you know, smack my bitch up or breathe or anything, and sonically, food. You know, we're lucky we've got a function one sound system, and it still sounds fucking from. Out of space, no pun intended. Like it, it still sounds as fresh as it did the day it dropped, and yeah. and I think that you know that's that's not an easy thing to do. Certainly not in electronic music. Electronic music dates so easily because yeah, of technology yeah, and drum sounds. Yeah. Nitzer Ebb, I remember thinking, was the scariest, most abrasive thing I ever heard.
4: <laughs> and eventually,
3: it still sounds a bit Stockhausen and Waterman now.
4: <laughs> uh, the drum sounds,
3: you know. Uh, uh, Liam Harlick just took it somewhere completely different um but uh but yeah as anyone else we, we, we've hit the hour point and uh so has anyone else got some 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 tracks that I want to mention before we, we drop
7: start? in some honourables
3: yes of course
7: um so this is another very cheesy one but I have a distinct memory of watching Top the Pops I can't remember what year it is um but Shakespeare's sister, that first bit oh, of that song, which <laughs> is like crying over that man and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
7: like, it's like Not obviously the scary bit at the end, but um. I love that song. <laughs> I, think, I, think I love that, that song. A
3: cracking
2: really? song. Yeah, her voice is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I saw them live. Oh did you? Well, they did.
1: Yeah, genuinely, yeah. And they were they were actually really, really good. Like couldn't fault them at all. Yeah. yeah.
3: They toured and put a new record out last year. Yes, they did. Yeah, um, and and obviously, being the age I am, I was in love with Siobhan from you know she was she was one of the nanas. Of course, I loved that.
4: <laughs> nanas. And, uh,
3: and, uh, and uh, but Marcella Detroit, her voice, because before that record, they had they had a hit with Your History. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A great
5: yeah, I love that tune
3: and then they come back with like stay and also naming your band after a smith song props uh, like <laughs> love to that um but that bit at the end of stay where it all just the piano line builds and builds and builds and then marcella oh. just hits that long high note unbelievable yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. so powerful and there's a you know and i think that's Probably the reason why I think it was number one for a, a good, you know, three or four weeks. I think it was. It,
5: yeah, it, was it felt like, like a long time. They were
3: number mm, one. Absolutely cracking chat, and I will tell you what, she still looks incredible, um, Siobhan. Still looks so cool. Uh, um, yeah, she's no longer in the Nanas. She left the Nanas again. She got back with them and then and then left again. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was for the Shakespeare's Did reunion she
4: to Dave Stewart. Yeah. She
3: was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I the weird thing about Dave Stewart, I was talking about this on the Acceptably in the eighties podcast. I don't
1: like
3: him. I don't. Right. <laughs> I, 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 him. I don't. There's something about him. I don't trust him. Yeah. I tell you what. I, I'm, has anyone got any honorable mention? I'm, I'm going to press stop in a minute, and then, then I can say what I think
1: about.
2: My <laughs> <laughs> gosh!
5: So you you had a
2: Gorecki yeah. written down. Well, did I? Um, I was I was going to say um uh her. The, but yeah, you know, the Nine Inch Nails song, but um, Johnny Cash version. Oh, oh, yeah. it's, oh, well. it's so emotional. So you have to and watch with, the video. Yeah, with the videos yeah. in, incredible, isn't it? And I think it wasn't that long after that that he died, didn't he? And it just yeah. makes the whole thing even more poignant. Yeah. Um. But yeah, an incredible job of that song. It's a beautiful song, but that's a cover that kind of just you know outstrips the original. It's beautiful. Hundred percent.
3: Shout and out. to his fire. wife He's as
2: well on the stairs, on, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Out.
1: I've got a shout-out, you. What you got, sorry? It's one of my favourites of the last sort of 10 years, really. It's as it emotional as anything to, whenever I hear it. And I did share it with Nick Noyes um, to do for his podcast. And it's called um, A Little Bit of Everything. It's by Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. I don't know if you're fans of them. But that song... I don't know them. <clears throat> oh, really? Oh, no. Stu, I think you might like them. They also it was doors D A W E S um, and they also did what's the other band that the guys were in? Um, Middle Brother is a mixture of them and oh, uh, I mean,
4: my morning not my morning jacket. There's another
1: no, no but doors D A W E S doors. Look at look it up at some point. A little bit of everything and it is an emotional roller coaster. Of just when things are a bit shit and you. Yeah, it starts off, the whole thing starts off with a guy's putting his leg over the rail of a bridge and the police turn up and they say, come on, mate. And it's just a little bit of everything. Each verse is a little bit of everything. So everything built is up, up to, isn't it? All the
4: things that have like, yeah. kept away at him over the years and just pushed into that. The point. death
1: of his first dog's one of the lines on there. It's, <laughs> and it's beautiful. It is a heart-wrenching, beautiful song. And he just says, it's just a little bit of everything. That's what's wrong with him.
3: That's um, why he feels bad. I'm sensing the theme of dead dogs.
4: <laughs> yeah, is, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. dog ain't died actually. It sounds like it died.
0: Yeah. Oh, you want the, uh, uh, You want to listen to uh, uh, Richard Richard Dawson, Dead Dog in an Alleyway? It's a good song. <laughs> Pull
3: like, up the Marley and Me soundtrack. Hang
1: on. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the film.
3: Oh, God, oh, you need I... to see that. Moment. No,
1: you don't want to watch no, that No, you don't.
5: Can I throw in a really, really sad one just to wrap things up?
3: Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. What you got?
5: Uh, Jimmy Jimmy, World, uh, May Angels lead You In.
3: Oh, great shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, a great shout.
5: Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, that was... So I listened to that in the car when I used to go and drive over to Pete after his dad passed away. Uh, and then when my dad passed away, we played it at his memorial thing. Oh, so beautiful. yeah, it properly, properly punches me in the gut twice over, really.
6: But well, yeah, absolutely older. beautiful. It's one, that, Sorry, I, Steve? it's one of the songs I want played when I eventually pop it.
5: Oh, yeah. really?
6: Yeah. I yes, saw,
5: I saw I mean, it's... the album,
6: it was like, yeah. you know, the album's song. amazing. The album yeah, it's
2: amazing. yeah, it's brilliant,
6: yes. You know, along with Clarity as well. Um, but yeah, that song is just nice. It just does, it just rips me to rips me bits. Yeah. You
1: yeah. Yeah. should do an episode, Stu, where we all choose what we all played at our funeral. <laughs> And you have, to, you have to listen
4: to every song. <laughs> Wonderful. Here
3: he was. It's a record of it. <laughs> Lovely. Well, um, you've got a pen in your hand, Kirst. You mentioned that you might keep a note of people's songs. Have you done that? Have no. Ah. No.
4: Well, that what efficient.
3: We is, uh, we'll put together a, a Spotify playlist to accompany this podcast so you can listen to all the tracks. <laughs> we
5: could all just cry. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. I Feel lusty.
1: You like a mass suicide.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what I do is I'll, I'll attach some links of um of dogs being put down, uh, uh, uh vets and you can kind of just and Maybe some that.
5: like support group numbers or something.
3: <laughs> yeah. And just the images from Live Aid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh wonderful. Right. Don't go anywhere people. I'm going to uh, I'm just going to press stop on the on the recording uh, if I know how to do that. How do I do that? Drop the yeah. Ah, there we go. And then Oh it's
1: weird now.
4: Oh mm. <laughs>